and you're listening to teaching from Central Church in West Columbia, South Carolina. We hope that this message will help you experience Jesus in a new and exciting way. For more information, please visit us at centralnazarene.org. I'm still discovering. I'm still learning. My, my mind is still expanding. I'm, I'm still like figuring out, like, how did I not know that? So please don't sit in any kind of seat like you've, you've got it figured out. Because let me, t- God is far bigger than your mind. God's work in God's kingdom is bigger than any denomination. Bigger than the East and bigger than the West. So please just be humble and always be learning and always be listening. And I've been dealing with, it's already been 15 minutes, unbelievable. Okay, I'm going to go by my watch. I'm being sensitive. I am probably being silly too, but this is so important. Because what happens is we grow up in a particular way, and I know this firsthand, you guys. I mean, I know what it's like to, to have to transition and, and have to release things that you, you once were like dead sure on, and you, like, you gained a bigger perspective. You learned something you didn't know, and you had to let that go and, and embrace a, a, a different understanding about things. It's not, like, it's not like this was really bad. It's just that that's not quite right. It's not nuanced correctly. It's, it's like not a good interpretation. It's, and so you have to grow and, 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 uh, and, and expand and, and, and broaden your horizons and, and not live like an analogous thing, and I've used it before, is like a little ant that crawls in the grass. And he thinks the whole world is grass. And he sees these big green things and he, he doesn't know what they are, but he knows that they're everywhere that he is. And so he interprets the world that this is the world. But what he doesn't know is there's an eagle that's flying up above him. And knows that there's huge trees and there's huge mountains and there's huge oceans. The little ant just doesn't know it. Not that the little ant is wrong. It's not that the little ant is evil. It's just that he doesn't know where the eagle has a broader perspective. So that's kind of way, when I, when I had, when I de-Christianized all of you, because you didn't understand the world like I did, I, I just didn't know. It wasn't I was evil or trying to be bad. I was, I was really trying to be devout and serve God. But I had to broaden that to realize God's kingdom is bigger than, than Brent. So when we talk about the end of the world, most of us grew up in a particular way of understanding it. And we didn't know that, that there was other ways. And even if there was other ways, they were wrong. <laughs> they were wrong because that's just the way it is. So what I had to do, because I was raised probably like almost all of you, of a certain way of understanding how it was. My whole life was, was, was uh, shaped in a particular a way of understanding how it was all going to pan out, how it was all going to unfold. And I pretty much knew what it was because I had been, had been drilled in me from my earliest days until, you know, I began to study and read and learn and realize that, that there were other people who didn't understand it, how I understood it, and I had to engage and had to listen and had to think and had to process and look at the Scriptures to know what it was. And whether I felt that it was 
correct or not. And we call that, that field of study, as it relates to the end time, eschatology. It's the study of end time stuff. By the way, if anybody wants to make a, a, a trick, not a trick, a, a trip to the nursery and tell the ladies they can get out of there, that he's wrapping up, and I see them standing right there, that's a good signal, Brent. you got to wrap up. So anybody wants to do that, to give them relief. And we have to understand, see, this, there's a big sign out front on the side of the building, on the sign, out by the street, Church of the Nazarene. It's called Church of the Nazarene for a particular reason. There is, a, there is a perspective. There is a way of looking at life. There's a way of understanding. There's a way of processing and understanding and interpreting Scripture. There's, a, there's an intentional process about that. There's a way that we do it. And we, it, it's, we, we identify it as a Wesleyan understanding of life and of the interpretation of Scripture. Now, there's an actual science to it. I just, want to, I just want to bless you before you get ready to go to lunch. And it's a science called hermeneutics. Anybody get like a holy bump or anything? Hermeneutics. Everybody say hermeneutics. Not Herman the monster, hermeneutics. So that's just the science. That's just the science, the academic discipline of, of interpretation. That's what that is. And so there is a way of looking at the Scripture, looking at it, and processing that information and understanding it. And there are different ways of doing that. Now, as a Nazarene church, we stand, we live, we confess in the Wesleyan tradition. That is opposed to the Calvinist tradition. Doesn't make Calvinists bad, doesn't make them evil, doesn't make them ungodly. It's just a different way of interpreting and understanding the Scriptures. Our Baptist brothers are our brothers and our sisters. There's no rock to be thrown. Just like there's no rock to be thrown at the ant as opposed to the eagle. I'll just say Nazarenes are eagles. I'm just going to say, that was unnecessary. Okay, so... so um, um, You do need to understand that all the, all the faith traditions, whether they are uh, Lutherans, Church of Christ, uh, United Methodists, Nazarenes, Catholics, um, and you can name anyone you want to, all of these, all these various denominations live and stand in what we call orthodoxy. And orthodoxy is a standard of what the universal church looks at and says, this is right or this is wrong. Now what we can do individually is look at a particular denomination and say, I agree with that, I don't agree with that. One of the reasons why you're here because you probably looked at the church and said, well, I agree with most of what they do. I don't agree with everything that they do or everything that they say, but I agree with most of it. And so you're kind of comfortable here. But what I'm, all, all, what I'm trying to do is help you understand that there is a way and there's a reason why there are various denominations. And you understand that this is a, a Wesleyan a framework from which we speak and act and teach. So you, you need to understand that. Don't make the others bad or even wrong. It's just a way of doing it. So we stand in orthodoxy. You need to understand this too. We are evangelical. We are not fundamentalists. I'm just repeating some of the things I said last week, but it's important to make the point. Um, so I want to say this, and I'll move with my, my last thing. I'm watching the clock. Is that 
what we need to understand, what I've been trying to describe, is that all of us have an assumption about how things are and how they ought to be. We have assumptions about that. I spoke about this last week. We have assumptions of how things are and how they ought to be. What we don't understand, though, is that there are people who have different assumptions and how they ought to be that might be different than yours. For instance, we were talking in, in a staff meeting one time, and we were talking about how that the various traditions, even in our own tradition, have shifted over the years. And how that, it wasn't that long ago, like it would have been unspeakable for me to be on the platform without a, a tie and a jacket. It would be like, that would be like almost sacrilegious. But in today's world, it is a very common thing that pastors generally don't wear jackets and don't wear ties anymore for whatever reason. It's something that's happened along the time. And so a point was made that, well, maybe we should do that. Maybe that's what we should do. We've lost something by not doing that. Or maybe we are free from tradition by doing that. Which one is it? Does God care? I mean, you might care, but does God care? And I said, well, you know, in a part of the world, you know, we, we kind of like celebrate that maybe we are not bound by traditions, maybe that we used to be. And, and I don't know that the evidence suggests that it's a good thing. However, there is another whole part of the world on the other side of the world that the priests, not only do they, I mean, they dress up in regalia. I mean, I don't know how they walk around. I mean, I'm not talking about like an ancient Hebrew style. I'm talking about today, today with, with robes and, and not crowns, but, but, but head ornaments and, and, and uh, all kinds of, of things um, to, 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 to minister to the people. So they really take it to another whole level. Am, are they better than me because I don't have that? Or am I better than them because I don't have that? It's various traditions. And, and, and what does, I don't, does God care about that? I, I can't tell you. I can tell you. I can tell you what I'm comfortable with. And Paul talks about how that each person has to be persuaded in their own heart. Because if you're not persuaded in your heart and you do it for another reason, that is a sinful thing. So, you have to be at peace with God and in your own heart and mind because you're not going to give an account to me, you're going to give an account to Him. So, um, I want to give you one final thought and then I'll, I'll have to stop. And uh, you may have saw me bring this piece of paper in here, <clears throat> but this is important. And uh, can, y'all, can y'all read that? Can you read it? Total depravity. What, what's the difference in the two words? I mean, the two phrases. You don't see any difference? Some are in capital letters and then there's lowercase letters. That's, that's the distinction. One starts in, in, in capital and one's in low. Now, this is important. Okay, so, uh, Kane, would you come up here and help me this minute? And Vicki, would you come up here and help me because you're just sitting close. I'm just going to make this point, and, and this will help you understand some things I think. Stand on that side because it gets heavy. Just over here and hold that side. And then, can, y'all, can, can y'all see it all? Try to position it. Okay, so this will help you understand in part uh, why there's like, you know, First Baptist Church downtown or First Church of the Nazarene on Main Street. So, so this will help you understand that. Okay, so remember, uh, they're not, the Nazarenes are not good and Baptists are bad. It's not what we're saying at all. 
there are going to be more Baptists in heaven than Nazarenes. Because there's more of them. Okay? <laughs> okay, so we're not throwing no rocks. Don't, don't interpret it that way. Okay, but we understand the process of salvation differently. And I ain't going to have time to go on it this week, but I'll, I'll follow up next week, okay? So, the difference here is that our, our, our Calvinist brothers, sisters, or who are Reformed, what we call in a broad umbrella, Reformed, they hold to this kind of total depravity. Now, what I should have done is put all of these words in caps, and I, I just failed to do that. But really, that's what I should have done. Total depravity. And what that means is that human beings are our Calvinist brothers and sisters, and they are our brothers and sisters. They just understand it differently than we do. Okay, so, so when they say humans are totally depraved, they really mean humans are totally depraved. They can't think a good thought. They can't seek after God. They can't, uh, they can't really do a good deed. They can't... Uh, uh, they wouldn't seek after God. They really wouldn't pray. Uh, they just, they're, they're lost. Now this right here represents uh, can you read that? I kind of wrote kind of sloppy, but what is that? The fall. The fall. Now both schools, both schools understand that humanity fell. In the Garden of Eden, when the, when, when the serpent tempted Eve and they ate of the fruit which they were forbidden to eat from, both schools, both Cal, uh, Calvinist schools and Wesleyan, or we could say Wesleyan-Armenian schools, both believe there was a fall. And both say that humans are totally depraved. Okay? Are, are you with me? Both are totally depraved. Now, our, 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 our Calvinist brothers and sisters believe that in the fall there was this line here. Now, this is a fictitious line, of course. But that humans fell below the line. Okay. Wesleyans, Armenian Wesleyans, believe that humans fell, but God stepped in and wouldn't let us go below the line. We call that God stepping in, preventing grace, or prevenient grace, which means the grace that goes before. And how we understand that is, when I was, when I had, was not saved, when I was not seeking God, when I was a rebel, when I was seeking my own way, I still laid on my bed at night and said, God, I know you're there. God, one day, I, I want to serve you, but not now. Now, what a, what a Wesleyan would believe is that in an unconverted, unredeemed state is that human beings are depraved, but not totally depraved to an animalistic state. And so that I can, as a, as a, as a mere man, because of the active grace of God, this is important, the active grace of God in my life, in every human being's life, and this is an important point. See, our Calvinist brothers... They are our brothers and sisters, but they would believe that God is not active in every human being's life because they're not going to be saved. Because the only ones that are going to be saved are the chosen ones. 
And only if you are chosen will you be saved. This is where the idea of total depravity. You can't seek after God. You can't choose God. You can't pursue God. But Wesleyans believe, as an unconverted person, because of God's prevenient grace, the grace that goes before you, the grace that, that speaks to you while you're a sinner, that God has acted on your behalf. Every human being, every human being that is born into the world, God is acting on their behalf, seeking their salvation. Okay, uh, y'all can lay that down, and I'll just close my comments. Or just set it down, whatever, whatever you want to do. So, um, and, and this is important. Because, you see, when, when you read in the Bible, when Jesus says, whosoever will, let him come. Our Calvinist brothers would, 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 would interpret that, interpret, they're using their hermeneutic, their, their process of interpreting the Scripture. God is sovereign, God is sovereign, so whatever God says goes. And so God chooses the whosoever that are in the category of the ones chosen. Whosoever will, let him come, belongs to those who are chosen. As, as Wesleyans, we believe the whosoever literally really is the whosoever. The whosoever. When it says God so loved the world, it would be interpreted he loved the chosen ones. The ones that he chooses out of his sovereignty. Because he's sovereign, humans are totally depraved. They can't choose him only if he chooses them. And then he saves them. There's really nothing they can do about it. If he chooses you, you're going to be saved. And no one can take them from them. They, it's, can you, if you begin, you could think, this is how, and, and I'm sorry, but you know, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm, I get long-winded. and So it's past time, and you've been very gracious and very kind. So if you'll stand, that helps me stop. I'm very gracious to you because you have been here, and you, and you are a, uh, you, uh, I, I want to tell you, I, I count it just the highest honor and highest privilege to be a pastor, uh, and um, I'm just amazed, I, I'm astonished, I am humbled uh, to be called pastor, and I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunity, I'm grateful for your, for your kindness, and your, uh, your, your grace. And I want you to, to know this, that pastors, whether they're male or female, are just men and women. Sometimes, I mean other ones, not me, do stupid stuff. And I don't mean wrong things, I don't mean sinful things, I mean stupid things. Not others, not others, not me. And we're just, we're just men, we're just mortals, we're just human beings who step forward to serve God. That's, that's, that's really all there is to it. Some are older, some are younger. Some are, uh, have learned, been, in the, been around longer and have learned more, and some are getting started and having to learn. So I pray that you will keep that in mind. You know, as we try to navigate this thing, how in the world, and we get all kinds of information, how do we process, how do we navigate forward, how do we deal with various points of view and, you know, move forward. And it, You just have to understand, 
almost, I don't even hardly know of a man or a woman who stepped into ministry has a bad heart. I'm sure there are some. I don't know them. I don't know them personally. I know some do stupid stuff. Not me, but others. So keep that in mind as you, you think about it. There was a, there was a, didn't tell it to me, thank God. But a new pastor was coming in and it was, people were lining up to greet him on Sunday morning. And this one fella, he's an, he's an older fella, nothing against older fellas, I'm becoming one of them more and more every day. But he said to the new pastor coming in, I've welcomed him in and I've welcomed him out. That was, that's the guy's first Sunday, you know. So, uh, just remember that when you're uh, having to put up with something stupid I did. Now, I mean, not me, somebody else. Probably Terry or Lakin, not me. By the way, my, one, of my, one of my funnest remarks is it's, it's the youth pastor's fault. And Terry takes it like a man. Um, but anyway, I just want to express my, my appreciation and thanksgiving to God and to you who have to put up with us. Lord, this thing is bigger than we are. And we try to understand our way and to listen to you and to follow you with a sincere heart. Doesn't mean our mind is 100% correct, but it means our heart is with you. And we seek you and we want to serve you. We want to serve your church and serve your people and love, love one another. And we know that your grace is sufficient for whatever the need is. So lead us and guide us as we study your scriptures. And we've been studying it. It's been being studied for 2,000 years, just the New Testament alone, not to mention the Old Testament. We have so much to learn. So guide us as we move forward. Lead on, O King Eternal. We are your church. We are your people. We bless your name. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us at Central Church today. If you'd like to get involved, please visit us at centralnazarene.org.